So you have an online business, but you can't do it without the internet. And the internet is so many things all at the same time. It is the infrastructure of your business. It's the marketing arm of your business. It's your connection to the world, but it's also where you like to watch movies and talk to your friends and connect with other people. So this episode is around using the internet. And I must say that when the fundamentals course was originally started, it was not focused only on online business. So some of it might sound a little strange because you're thinking, well, don't you have to do that anyway for an online business? Over time, Ready Entrepreneur has switched to focus directly on online businesses only, but the, the core information is still important, still relevant to you. So this episode is around using the internet in your business and some of the things to watch out for, it's really important to have your internet strategy. You might think, well, the internet's everything, and it is, so you, that means you really need to know when you're on your business, what you're doing for your business, when you're doing personal stuff, what you're doing for that. You're using that one device, your, maybe a couple of, of connected devices, your phone, your, your tablet, and your laptop to run your business and do everything else. It's a very different type of way that we approach the world now. If you've ever read my Life Online books, you kind of might have an idea about what I'm talking about. So as we go through this episode of the Fundamentals course, around using the internet, really think about how it applies to your life today and how you would separate your personal stuff on the internet from the business stuff. And remember, as you listen to these episodes, this is the audio portion of the Ready Entrepreneur Fundamentals course. So you're actually listening to the course material, which has video attached to it. And you probably, you know, you'll hear module this and module that, ignore the module information, just listen to the content. What we really want to get to is how to use the internet in your business. That's what the focus is, is for this episode. Part of the fundamentals that you need when getting started with an online business. Welcome to module six, using the internet, taking advantage of online resources to help you get to the starting line. So we've talked about using online resources all the way through so far. This module is focused on pointing out a few things that we want to make sure you remember as you go through this process. We're going to cover the opportunity to take advantage of online resources to help your business both get to the starting line and grow from there. To help you think about some of the benefits and issues with online resources. The internet is absolutely a function of our everyday lives. We are in the midst of the transformation from an industrial to a technological economy. So not only can you use digital tools to aid your business, digital can also be your business. Pretty much everyone is using the internet in some way, even if you only check email and the news headlines. But when it comes to the internet as a tool for business, some entrepreneurs freeze on the topic because there's so much information and it's good and it's bad and, and there's scams and this and that. So some people avoid or limit their time online as it relates to their business and others find the internet indispensable. Perhaps you can go forward with your business idea without using the internet or social media. You're going to ignore them completely. But if you decide to use online tools, here are a few ideas for you some practices to put into place to help you do this effectively. We will cover marketing through email lists and websites. We'll look at online research and online advice. But first, my disclaimer. I'm a big fan of technology and the promise of the digital age. 
I expect future tech tools to make our life and our work more efficient and productive so we can expand our education and our leisure time, all those promises that, that we've heard for so long. At the same time, I am well aware of the risk we are taking as human beings when we default our entire lives to computers. Now, my concern is not the fear of being taken over by machines and they rule the earth and all that type of thing, but it's more the idea of voluntarily stopping our own decision-making because of the convenience provided by an online tool. As some of you know, I've imagined this whole battle between our commitment to technology and our basic humanity in my Life Online techno-thriller book series. But the key message in both fiction and real life is you can arm yourself for any future tech change by being alert and aware of the impact and consequences of technological progress. Use the online tools to your advantage. Forget about all the other stuff that's going on, about people, privacy and piracy and all of that security, those security issues. I mean, don't forget about them completely, but don't let them drive how you approach using the online tools. Think about the technology that you can use to your advantage. Ready Entrepreneur is about igniting your power to live your own life based on business ideas you decide to implement and to have the freedom and independence that comes through self-reliance so you can control the impact of a changing economy on your personal situation. This is one message. Be prepared for the future. So I don't understand every single online tool that's out there in terms of the way they technically work. And I use all sorts of tools and I just think they're great if I click this and I click that. You know, even the stuff I use every day, I, I haven't dealt, you know, gone deeply into it to figure out how it works technically. But I appreciate the freedom and I love the productivity that comes with using online tools. We want to take a look at including internet tools in your strategy and plan. And you may be surprised by how many free services will help you in the startup of your physical or digital business and the value you may find in many of these online options. Okay, let's get started. So what do people in business use the internet for? Well, mainly marketing, research, and advice. So marketing techniques drive people to your business by getting them excited about the product or service you are offering. That value proposition is the message to your current and future customers, and marketing is the tool used to attract their attention. So nowadays, one of the most consistently useful personal online marketing tools is through email. And that might surprise you, but, but in general, everyone has an email address. Not everyone is on social media. And people check email pretty much every day. And they look at all emails that have not been automatically marked as spam and you know tossed out in another folder. So even if you just read the subject headline and delete it, your message actually, in a way, gets through. So on a social media stream of posts, a person may only look at the most recent items and never see something you posted like five minutes before, but an email headline they're likely to see. Given the impact of an email coming from a source you trust, so again, it didn't get automatically sent to spam, developing your own email list of proprietary fans or followers or customers has become an important marketing tool for people operating online. But the idea can appeal to physical businesses also. The urgency of having your own email list was made relevant when social media companies demonstrated that they would change their usage rules overnight and there's nothing anybody could do about it. People began to realize they did not own the data they had accumulated on any social media site. That's very important to remember. Whatever you post online to a site belongs to the site, not to you. 
So if you build a following on a social media platform, you can lose access to your followers overnight and there's no special justice system that's going to support you. These are private companies. They're publicly listed, but they're, they're run as private companies and they have their own rules and they are entitled to change the rules as they fit uh, for their business. So online entrepreneurs and marketers began to build their own email list using a variety of different strategies, which we'll talk about in a minute. If you have your own list of customers, you can directly communicate with them and keep them informed about your business. You can always have the list. You, you should download and keep a separate copy of the list on your hard drive, print it out however you want to do it so you never lose those emails. That way, you, all, you don't lose your customer base even if your website goes down or you get kicked off social media. You still maintain an active list of customers for your business. Communicating directly with customers who cared enough to give you an email address means you can market to any of them to, at any time but you have to be careful. No one wants to be spammed and no one wants to receive useless emails. So when you communicate, you must provide your customers with value. Email is a more personal and direct service. People keep their email address for years. And if you build trust, they may continue to enjoy your content, but only if they find your communications worthwhile. When building an email list, one major rule is when you ask for an email address, your communication should state that you are asking people to join your email list and they will receive unsolicited communications from you. Once you have a process for making that standard clear, there are many strategies you can use to obtain email addresses from potential customers and to build an email list, including just ask. You can ask for emails. You can start with family and friends and colleagues and say, do I have your permission to add you to my email list? If they're interested in your business, or you can encourage them to share your email communications with other people that they know. Either way, you know, it helps to build, that helps start and build your list. So make sure you always put a link to join your email list, sign up form in any outgoing communications. And of course, people must have a way to unsubscribe when they want to. You can give away something of value related to your business in exchange for an email address. So you can set up what's known as a standalone landing page, which is basically a one page website where people enter an email address and receive your usually digital product for free. So your product that you're offering as in exchange for the email address must be something of value to a person who comes to your page, like a tip sheet or a checklist or even more information related to your business or industry. And you can set up and you can find and set up these standalone landing page uh, landing pages through an online tool like lead pages and the functionality is also often available in email management software you can give away a prize by running a contest um, to win a product or something related to your business again make sure people know they are providing an email address to enter the contest and will be put on a mailing list. And of course, for all email list strategies, people must have the option to opt out of your list at any time. You can search for guidelines for running a contest and use a giveaway tool like KingSumo giveaways to, to manage the process. You can buy advertising. You can connect your free giveaway to an online advertisement. You purchase online advertisements on social media platforms like Facebook or Twitter and provide a link for people to give up their email address in exchange for your free product. You can purchase advertising early in your startup process. Now that might seem like an additional expense, but it might make sense depending on the type of business you, you have. And if you, can, if you can develop an attractive marketing campaign, you can quickly generate interest in your product or service 
quite basically virally uh, through social media. And you can collect email addresses in person, live at events. Like if you host an open house for your business or attend an industry or trade fair, you can collect people's business cards, which tend to have their email address on them. So if you want to set up an email list, there are several email management companies like ConvertKit and Aweber and Mad Mimi, which are providing this service. I actually use more than one. I'm currently using three. So you can compare pricing and options online and see what best suits you. Using an email management service is a good idea because the software typically helps with anti-spam compliance, which is very important, and allows you to manage your customers or fan emails in one place. And these services also have a lot of extended options, including landing pages and autoresponders, which is a, allows you to set up a pre-set up a state sequence of emails that can go out at different times. So you can actually put the process of communicating with your customers on autopilot and let the emails be distributed on a time schedule that you don't have to worry about. Email marketing is a huge, huge topic that easily merits a course of its own. But if this online marketing method sounds right for your business, you can think about adding the setup and management of a proprietary email list to your action item activity list. Just make sure you have in your mind how you intend to use it and how you intend to protect your customers' emails and provide them value through your communications. Okay, now let's talk about websites. Whether you are starting a physical or digital business, you can also add setting up a website. A website gives potential customers and interested people a place to go to learn about your business. Now this is important because so many people use online search to find more information about products and services they are interested in. So if people hear about your business and are not sure of the name or the address, they can search for you online and find the information. People also may want to contact you to find out more about your product or service. So you want to be able to provide that information easily accessible online. Website is also a great way to advertise your business story. Think of it as writing a letter to someone to explain your business idea and value proposition. You can get your story told one time and even direct family and friends to the website if they question you about what you're doing in your business. You say, go read about it on my website. I spelled it all out there. So you do not have to put a lot of time into creating your website. You just have to think about what content is going to be up. In general, if you set up a website, include at a minimum information about your value proposition or marketing message, how to purchase your product or services. Don't miss out on an opportunity to get another customer. Somebody stumbles on your website. Put up your business story, compelling for new customers, your location, and your contact information. And as your website becomes more robust, you can sign up for affiliate or product advertising. You could write blogs. You can do different things related to your business and earn revenue simply by being a, a conduit for driving fans from your page to other uh, websites of interest or other information that you have for them. Again, there are many options for building a website and many, many online services that do it. You can compare prices and features to see which service you prefer. You'll also be looking for a website hosting service, which is where your website will live. And to create the website, there are hundreds, I'm sure no, actually thousands of templates you can use based on a look that suits your business idea. Some are free, some are low cost, some are on site creation services like WordPress and others can be searched independently. So there's a lot of different ways you can approach getting that website set up. For your content, make sure it is valuable to your customers. You do not have to create all the content yourself. You can provide links to other sites. And if you become, you know, if you aggregate 
interesting information in one place and become that place where the information is available, people will go to you first to find out what's out there. And then you can have links out to other places, but have the information first or at least consolidated on your website. So once set up, include your website information in all of your communications. You want to make sure people can find you and see the value you have to offer. To find your website provider and all the other services, you'll have to do some research. Researching online is, of course, the favorite option, but you can also ask people, including the webmaster or site administrator behind other sites that you find attractive. So the ready entrepreneur practice for online marketing encourages you to consider creating an email list to maintain communication with interested customers and to set up a website to be available for engagement with people online. And this applies, obviously, if you're running an online business and possibly if you're running a physical business. So in summary, online marketing, using email lists and websites to reach customers or fans. The internet is the infrastructure of the tech age. So find a place for your using online res resources to support and grow your business. Now we are going to cover research and advice. And more specifically, some of the pitfalls to watch out for from when using the internet to support your business. We know everybody's online and everybody's using it, but as you get into the specifics of things, information that you need for your business, you're going to want to be more careful and more aware of what you're using. So let's start with research. The trick to efficiently conducting online research is essentially related to how you choose search terms. So because of the way the search algorithms work, which is the science, I guess, the technology behind search engines, if you choose the same search terms that most people would use, you should find a significant amount of information about the topic. But if you choose differently, you could miss everything you want to know simply because of the words that you put into the search engine. So the results change by the second. So this, if you try this again, it's not going to be the same. But if you type at that point, when I typed business registration, Nevada into Google search bar, there were 3.3 million results. And about half of the page was advertising links. And then the state business website, which is actually the one you want, if you're going to register your business, it has to go through the state. So the state business website, which is nv.gov business was listed about is the third link below all the advertising, okay? Now, if you type register a business in Nevada, you get 4.8 million results and the advertising and the, and the state's website were at the top of the website links. So what you're really, now that's an example where you weren't too far away from what you wanted to get to, but when you're doing more general research about your business or your industry topics, you could be very far away from what you want to get to. And again, the results that I just mentioned only apply in the split second that I was uh, using them, trying that example. If you do this again, you're gonna see something different. But this is why search is such a labyrinth and people can spend all day lost in the internet because one set of search terms takes you in one direction and another set of search terms on the same topic takes you in another direction. And before you know it, like five or six hours have gone by and you still haven't found the information you were looking for. But search can also open up all this information that you should have been looking for, which is a great, you know, it's a lovely surprise when you realize it's actually feeding you something you forgot to ask. 
So search has its limitations. The internet contains information from all ranges of sources for every reason people can invent to post something online. So when you use information from the internet in your business, be careful about who the source is or what the source is. Now, the internet also has extraordinary sources of advice and all should be used with caution. Online messages are democratic. You get extremes on all sides and everything in between. You can easily find a solid top 10 list of advice from one source and another list discrediting all the information. For, for working on this course, I was using two different online course creation courses and both highly reputable, both, you know, really well known in their fields. And one, for example, on creating course content said, create all the content first and then do your promotion and marketing afterwards. And the other one said, do your promotion and marketing first and then create all your content afterwards. And those, you know, that, that's, those are two completely different approaches. Like for somebody like me, um, I wanted to have all the content created first so that I knew what I was going to be talking about with people, but other people would go the other way. And, and it's, and they're, again, they're both highly reputable you know, well-respected, successful online course creators with two completely different approaches. So you, when you are looking at this information, don't just grab the first one that says, do it this way. Keep looking, find other information, and then pick what suits you best. If you use the information in your business, if, for example, if you're using statistics about your product or consumer base, or information about your market size or local cultural preferences, Use legitimate sources and remember to note the reference in case anyone challenges your information. If you are citing information you found on the internet, on your website, or in a blog, include the source. Only, online advice it does not only come from articles and blogs, but from forums and chat rooms. And this is where you have to be even more careful because those sites can be very, very helpful and totally random. So if you decide to engage in online platforms and forums and chat rooms and solicit feedback and advice for your business, you may have a better chance of encountering legitimate sources in sites that are focused on a specific topic because those sites are usually started and continuously policed by people who have those interests and they want to make sure that people stay on topic. But advice can also be a source for negative comments. So avoid engaging with people who post negative comments about your questions. People even do that. You ask a question and they come back and say, that's a stupid question. Avoid, just avoid engaging with them about, you know, those kinds of comments about your questions, about your requests, about your business and industry or any topic that's related. Just embrace the constructive criticism and the legitimate feedback, but completely ignore the outright negativity. Because the problem with engaging with people in the negative mindset is you never know where the conversation will end and you are running a business. This is when you have to think of yourself as an entrepreneur and a business owner. If you post negative comments and engage in online fighting, you will be judged by others and so will the business you work so hard to build. You may find it difficult to determine when to respond to genuine complaints. As a rule of thumb, respond positively about an action you have taken to address the complaint. You know, for the classic response of, thank you for bringing this to my attention. If there's nothing you can do because someone is just expressing their opinion, then you probably should just leave it alone. Remember, you are a busy, ready entrepreneur. You do not have time to waste fighting with people about what they think of your business. You are only interested in the people who are seriously engaged in the topic under discussion and are participants in your type of product, service, business, or industry, or support the effort you are making. Ignore everyone else. 
And if you decide to move forward with online tools such as an email list or website or landing page, add uh, those action items to your act list. Don't forget that everything related to setting up your email list, like finding your email service provider and how you want to uh, communicate with people with emails and writing those emails, those need to be on your action list and everything related to the website and landing page as well. So it's not just one line item that says set up a website. It says find a website hosting provider, determine a website design, create website content, and so on. Okay. So the ready entrepreneur practice for using the internet is to identify legitimate sources to be used for your administration research and engage only in valuable forums supporting your ideas, business, or industry. Okay, that's where we're going to wrap up this segment on using the internet. We've just covered research and advice. The module was to help you think about how to best incorporate online tools into your business plans. The internet is the infrastructure of the tech age. A deep dive into this subject would take a whole other course, so we'll have to move on. But remember, find a place for using online resources that support and grow your business. Since you were listening to this podcast, I was wondering, do you also like audiobooks? I started getting into audiobooks when I had to commute a few hours a day. I really enjoyed books read by the writers and production fiction with sound effects. It really helped pass the time. Plus, I learned a great deal listening to books about subjects that were important to me. If you want to learn more about entrepreneurship, you can get my book, Life Dream, Seven Universal Moves to Get the Life You Want Through Entrepreneurship, and you can get it for free when you sign up for a free trial of the audiobook service, Audible. All you have to do is click the link in the description and you'll be on your way. And if you already have Audible, consider adding Life Dream to your collection to help you move forward on your entrepreneurial journey. If you enjoyed this information and found it useful, please make sure you're subscribed to the Ready Entrepreneur podcast so you do not miss future episodes. And please leave a rating and comment at Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen so I can see your feedback. And if you know someone who would benefit from the tips and strategies in the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, please share this podcast with a friend. Come over to the Ready Entrepreneur website to read blogs for rising entrepreneurs, download helpful PDFs on getting started with your business, and sign up for the mailing list. Join our community so I can keep you up to date with tips, ideas, strategies, and other cool stuff. Visit readyentrepreneur.com. And if you want to reach out to me directly, drop me a line at contactcase at readyentrepreneur.com. Connect on social, on Facebook, find me at Ready Entrepreneur HQ, on Instagram at Ready Entrepreneur, and on Twitter at Case Lane World. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast with Case Lane. 